And welcome to the Michigan Business Network and Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly, your host. We really appreciate your time with us. Got our next guest ready to go. And he is someone who I know from way back in the day. I don't want to date him, but he's got a lot of experience. His name is Tom Gannert, and he is the managing editor for the Michigan Capital Confidential, which is a daily news site of the Mackinac Center for Public Policy. When Tom arrived at the Capital Confidential as a senior correspondent way back in 2010, he already had extensive experience as a journalist. He was a writer at the Jackson Citizen Patriot, Atlantic State Journal, as well as the Ann Arbor News. He was a former Ann Arbor News Writer of the Year, and he founded Reporting Michigan, which was a, is a nonprofit news website. Near and dear to my heart, uh, Tom is a Michigan State grad from the J School there, as many of us were. And Tom, we're glad to have you on. How are you? Long time no talk to. Uh, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. As I was mentioning to you before we went on the air, we go way back to the Lansing State Journal when a gentleman by the name of Steve Klein was the sports editor. And that's kind of where I got my start. I know he went on to USA Today, but I I know you were there for a little bit. So uh, doing a little reminiscing there. Yeah, Steve started the uh, online version of USA Today. Oh, well, and is Steve still working? Uh, no, no, he's retired. Uh, he okay. went to academia and then retired. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's dive right, right into it, Tom. Tell us uh, about what you do with, with the Michigan uh, Capital Confidential and the Mackinac Center for Public Policy. Okay. Uh, in 2010, I started at the Mackinac Center for uh, Public Policy and, and was the first reporter for the startup of their news site, uh, a nonprofit news site that we say reports with a, a free market perspective. You know, way back, you know, this is almost 2010, you know, back then, nonprofit news sites were just starting out. I, uh, you know, you mentioned Reporting Michigan, which was a, a site I started when the Ann Arbor News closed, where I was working. There was one of the few nonprofits around. I, th- I did some research, but by my research, I found about 13, 13 or 14 nonprofits in the country at that time, news sites. Now there's hundreds of them. And I think that, uh, you know, the question back in 2009 is what's the future of journalism? I think nonprofits news sites are the future of journalism. And we're seeing that. I mean, Uh is what's going on, you know, in this state and around the country. Well, you were well established as a journalist. What made you go off on your own and start the Michigan Capital Confidential? Well, you know, I always say I didn't leave newspapers. Newspapers left me. Uh, I was at the Ann Arbor News when it closed. So the, the option was at 45 years old, uh, what are you going to do? And at that, you know, it wasn't like you were an accountant and, you know, everybody needs an accountant. You know, the, the business model was closing uh, and, you know, nobody was hiring reporters. And I can tell you, you know, I was, what did I make, 58000 uh, at the Ann Arbor News? Well, AnnaBer.com, the highest salary was going to be forty, but they said if we hire you on, it's going to be 32000 so that mm-hmm. wasn't an option, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, you know, sticking around. And let's talk a little bit about your experience when it comes to the media in Michigan. Uh, is the media fair, balanced, and biased? Um, you know, I, I think that's a kind of a, a tough question to answer. Day is not as much what they report 
as as much as what they don't report. Um, you know, so there's a lot of, of people who are not aware of things who rely on the mainstream media simply because the media does not tell them. So, you know, there's certain and, you know, what they're not choosing to tell is things that don't uh, jibe with their uh, news perspective. So uh, I think when what they actually report is mostly fair, I think in most times, uh, but it's what they don't report uh, that ends up uh, being you know, biased, I guess. Why do you think they don't report certain information? Well, I think I think all me see when uh, Michigan Capital Confidential Mind News site, we report that we report with a free market perspective, which means we we view things through a free market perspective. Uh, I think uh, I think if there is one criticism of the mainstream media is that they don't embrace what their perspective is and they have them. So uh, they pretend to be, you know, a nonpartisan when in reality they're not. So if they don't report something because it's, it does not, uh, it's something that they do not want uh, their readers to uh, be aware of. Do you think that's right and, and just? You know, I don't, I think it's been going on for a long time. Uh, but I think it's more evident now because uh, online, it's we see so many uh, uh, news organizations and bloggers that are able to point that out, that, you know, what's going on in terms of, uh, you know, biased reporting. So on Facebook, if, you know, you see something that's posted from a news site, you might be alerted to it by other entities that, you know, this is not telling the whole story. And, and so it's more evident today than it was 10 years ago. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Tom Gannert, who's the managing editor of the Michigan Capital Confidential. And we're going to dive more into the media and media bias. You're listening to the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Conley, and we'll be right back. offers a home equity line of credit because frequent watering of your house plants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm talking with Tom Gannett, who's the managing editor of Michigan Capital Confidential. And we were talking about media bias. And I guess I'm naive and, and, and not a smart man when it comes to this, because it's quite obvious to me that there's media bias. You bring up an interesting perspective. Sometimes you don't have to lie to have a bias. You just don't report all the information. And I, I come from that old school, Tom, where uh, you report all the stories, you give all sides uh, uh, of every story, and, and you let the reader kind of decide for themselves what they think. And now we have so much opinion that's kind of mashed in with the media. If people aren't 
perhaps like you and I, who may go to several different sources to ascertain what's true and what isn't true, you're, you're not going to know. And as you and I know, a, a lot of folks don't do that. And what I find most interesting, Tom, is ratings and scoops and money doesn't matter anymore. It seems like getting a perspective out there is more important than those factors. What do you think? You know, there, there was a lot that you mentioned there. I, I think to me, when I look at media and bias, what I see is what's not being reported. Okay. So like something that's near and dear to my heart right now, we, we put a lot of freedom of information acts in to find out about this alleged teacher shortage in Michigan, mm-hmm. which is all over the place. And what we're finding is that uh, school districts have more, more teachers now than they did four years ago, which is interesting to me because it's not a fact that's reported at all. Uh, one, it's hard to get the information, to get reliable information uh, on the number of teachers. And the, and the other thing is it's it's simply reported there was a teacher shortage and they quote administrators and stuff like that, or, you know, school officials who, who have a, an interest in pushing that position, you know. So when you when you talk to me about media bias and what's going on, a lot of what I see is, is that aspect where it's uh, one-dimensional what's being reported. Or the other side is buried later in the story where other, you know, 16, 17, 18 paragraphs down. Who is pushing the narrative that there is a teaching shortage and, and why? Well, they're, 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 from my perspective, the, the narrative of a teacher shortage is that it all comes down to money. So, you know, the narrative that we disagree with is that the profession has become so unfriendly and uh, non-wanted that no one wants to go in it anymore. But, you know, that was the theme a couple of years ago. And then what we did is we put in Freedom of Information X and found out that their school districts were getting, you know, the bigger ones were getting sometimes several hundred to a thousand people applying for one position. So the, you know, the narrative in, in that instance is money. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the idea that if you give us more money, this job would become better and would get more people to to uh, apply for these positions. And what's frustrating for me and, and perhaps other folks is, let's take that story, for example, if that narrative is being pushed as truth and, and folks really don't investigate that, we believe it. And, and what can we do, do you think, to, to get people to really look at more than one entity to, to get their news and find out if something is true or not? Well, you know, I will give you my perspective, and that is uh, I see media sites not questioning government officials as much as in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see government uh, media sites relying on government informa- uh, government officials and sources uh, for facts. So, you know, there's a teacher shortage, not because the, they are citing the numbers of teachers are declining, which they are not, uh, but they're quoting a superintendent mm-hmm. saying, you know, we have a teacher shortage. So hence, it's a teacher shortage. Um, so. In, in, and I think that's also part of the bigger problem. Uh, there's a lot of information out there that's really hard to find, uh, but the information is out there. So you almost have to have, you know, I'm fortunate, and I should mention this, that we have some of the best data miners uh, around, period, at the Mackinac Center. And they find the information, whether it be the Census Bureau or the state of Michigan, uh, uh, and it's buried and it's hard to find. And we just ran a story on Flint Schools and what their budget said, their audited budget. And I had a gentleman from the Senate Citizen Research Council, which is a very uh, uh, highest uh, 
a think tank felt held in high esteem, they contacted me and said, where'd you get this information? We've been looking for it. And I sent him the link to it and he thanked me. And the, and the, the story there is, is that this information isn't easy to find, but it's out there. And I think a lot of the reporting that goes on, uh, they aren't finding the, the information on what they're reporting on. You know, we see that with, with uh, COVID and, uh, you know, you quote uh, an administrator at a hospital says that there is a, a, you know, their emergency rooms are full. Well, there's actually data on, on how full emergency rooms are. And you should cite that instead of the, you know, the hospital administrator. Is that information being withheld or made difficult to find purposely? I don't know. I, I think it's both. In some instances, it's hard to find. And in other instances, it's, it's being, uh, you know, look at the, you know, the cost of Freedom of Information Acts. So are going to, uh, the, you know, if we want some information on teacher salaries, it's costing us, you know, I looked it up, it cost us $23,000 just to get uh, for the last five years, uh, the salaries of public school teachers in Michigan. We're talking with Tom Gannert, who's the managing editor of the Michigan Capital Confidential, which is a daily uh, news site for the Mackinac Center for Public Policy. When we come back, we're going to talk more specifics about the media and Michigan's governor, as well as dive into uh, how the media covers the presidency. I'm Tony Conley. You're listening to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Stop staring at your phone and plan some fun this winter at Treetops Resort. Dog sledding, tubing, sleigh riding, indoor golfing, ice skating, swimming, racing, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, scavenger hunting, juggling, or relaxing in the spa. That's just some of the fun you can have. And there's skiing, and snowboarding, and sleeping, and eating, and drinking, and eating and drinking while cross-country skiing. I think you get the point. Get outside and have some fun or be boring. 888-TREETOPS or treetops.com. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm talking with Tom Gannert, who's the managing editor of Michigan Capital Confidential. And we were talking about media bias. And I guess I'm naive and, and, and not a smart man when it comes to this, because it's quite obvious to me that there's media bias. You bring up an interesting perspective. Sometimes you don't have to lie to have a bias. You just don't report all the information. And I, I come from that old school, Tom, where uh, you report all the stories, you give all sides uh, uh, of every story, and, and you let the reader kind of decide for themselves what they think. And now we have so much opinion that's kind of mashed in with the media. If people aren't perhaps like you and I, who may go to several different sources to ascertain what's true and what isn't true, you're, you're not going to know. And as you and I know, a, a lot of folks don't do that. And what I find most interesting, Tom, is ratings and scoops and money doesn't matter anymore. It seems like getting a perspective out there is more important than those factors. What do you think? You know, there, there was a lot that you mentioned there. I, I think to me, when I look at media and bias, what I see is what's not being reported. Okay, so like something that's near and dear to my heart right now, we, we put a lot of Freedom of Information Acts in to find out about this alleged teacher shortage in Michigan, mm-hmm. which is all over the place. And what we're finding is that uh, school districts have more, more teachers now than they did four years ago, which is interesting to me because it's not a fact that's reported at all. 
Uh, one, it's hard to get the information, to get reliable information on the number of teachers. And the, and the other thing is it's it's simply reported there was a teacher shortage and they quote administrators and stuff like that, or, you know, school officials who, who have a, an interest in pushing that position, you know. So when you, when you talk to me about media bias and what's going on, a lot of what I see is, is that aspect where it's uh, one-dimensional what's being reported or the other side is buried later in the story where other, you know, 16, 17, 18 paragraphs down. Who is pushing the narrative that there is a teaching shortage and, and why? Well, there, 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 from my perspective, there, the, the narrative of a teacher shortage is that it all comes down to money. So, you know, the narrative that we disagree with is that the profession has become so unfriendly and uh, non-wanted that no one wants to go in it anymore. But, you know, that was the theme a couple of years ago. And then what we did is we put in Freedom of Information Acts and found out that their school districts were getting, you know, the bigger ones were getting sometimes several hundred to a thousand people applying for one position. So the, you know, the narrative in that instance is money. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the idea that if you give us more money, this job would become better and would get more people to, to uh, apply for these positions. And what's frustrating for me and and perhaps other folks is let's take that story, for example, if that narrative is being pushed as truth and and folks really don't investigate that, we believe it. And and what can we do, do you think, to to get people to really look at more than one entity to to get their news and find out if something is true or not? Well, you know. I will give you my perspective, and that is uh, I see media sites not questioning government officials as much as in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see government uh, media sites relying on government information, uh, government officials and sources uh, for facts. So, you know, there's a teacher shortage, not because the, they are citing the numbers of teachers are declining, which they are not. Uh, but they're quoting a superintendent mm-hmm. saying, you know, we have a teacher shortage. So hence, it's a teacher shortage. Um, so. In, in, and I think that's also part of the bigger problem. Uh, there's a lot of information out there that's really hard to find, uh, but the information is out there. So you almost have to have, you know, I'm fortunate, and I should mention this, that we have some of the best data miners uh, around, period, at the Mackinac Center. And they find the information, whether it be the Census Bureau or the state of Michigan, uh, uh, and it's buried and it's hard to find. And we just ran a story on Flint schools and what their budget said, their audited budget. And I had a gentleman from the Senate Citizen Research Council, which is a very uh, uh, high, uh, a think tank felt held in high esteem, that contacted me and said, where'd you get this information? We've been looking for it. And I sent him the link to it and he thanked me. And the, and the, the story there is, is that this information isn't easy to find, but it's out there. And I think a lot of the reporting that goes on, uh, they aren't finding the, the information on what they're reporting on. You know, we see that with with uh, COVID and, uh, you know, you quote uh, an administrator at a hospital who says that there is a, a, you know, their emergency rooms are full. Well, there's actually data on, on how full emergency rooms are. And you should cite that instead of the, you know, the hospital administrator. Is that information being withheld or made difficult to find purposely? I don't know. I, I think it's both. In some instances, it's hard to find. And in other instances, it's it's being uh, you know look at the you know the cost of freedom of information acts are going to, uh, 
the, you know, if we want some information on teacher salaries, it's costing us, you know, I looked it up, it cost us $23,000 just to get uh, for the last five years, uh, the salaries of public school teachers in Michigan. We're talking with Tom Gannert, who's the managing editor of the Michigan Capital Confidential, which is a daily uh, news site for the Mackinac Center for Public Policy. When we come back, we're going to talk more specifics about the media and Michigan's governor, as well as dive into uh, how the media covers the presidency. I'm Tony Connolly. You're listening to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.